mornings. I'm Chris Oaks, and coming up today, a special report, the takeover of Findlay's Cooper Tire by Akron-based industry giant Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company. On behalf of the Cooper team, I want to reiterate how excited we are about this transaction. We have excerpts from prepared comments by both companies' CEOs in announcing the combining of the two companies in conference call for investors and media yesterday morning. Finley Mayor Christina Mern shares her reaction to the news, and Finley Hancock County Economic Development Director Tim Miley discusses the future outlook for Cooper in Finley as the corporate operations are integrated with Goodyear over the next several months. And also coming up this morning, we have details on programs and activities during the month of March from the Hancock Park District. Michelle Rimschlag will tell us what's happening. This is the Good Mornings Podcast Edition for Tuesday, February 23rd, 2021. WFIN News, I'm Matt Demchak. The WTOL 11 first alert forecast, partly cloudy, windy today with a high around 38. Mostly cloudy tonight, a low around 30. Finley High School has hired Stefan Adams to be the next head football coach of the Finley Trojans. Adams takes over from Matt Pease, who left after one season as head coach to return to the NFL. Adams, a school counselor for Finley City Schools, was an assistant coach for the Trojans from 2017 through 2019. Athletic Director Nate Weirau says Stefan's relationships with student athletes and the community will provide a seamless transition honoring the tradition of excellence that exists at Finley High School. Get more on our website. In a $2.5 billion deal, Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company of Akron is acquiring Cooper Tire and Rubber Company of Finley. Tim Miley is Director of Finley Hancock County Economic Development. I did have the opportunity to talk to CEO Brad Hughes and some of the other leadership at Cooper. We'll be working with them, and, and our priority is to make sure that we are well positioned for future investment here in Finley with Cooper. Miley says while the combined company will be headquartered in Akron, there are no expected changes or job losses with the manufacturing operation in Findlay. Get more on the deal on our website. Coast Guard and Fire Department personnel rescued 10 people who were stranded on ice flows on Lake Erie in Cleveland. The Coast Guard said six people were rescued via an ice skiff, and Fire Department rescuers helped the other four people off the ice. The National Weather Service in Cleveland says dangerous ice conditions continue on Lake Erie, and people should stay off the ice. Actor George Clooney is reportedly making a documentary about the scandal surrounding Ohio State Athletic physician Dr. Richard Strauss, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the docu-series is based on a 2020 story featured in Sports Illustrated. Strauss, who died by suicide in 2005, abused hundreds of student-athletes, leading the university to settle lawsuits to the tune of more than $40 million. Get more news online anytime at WFIN.com. I'm Matt Demchek with 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. If you are looking for a reason to celebrate, it is Curling is Cool Day today. (laughs) Curling is cool. I think we missed the perfect curling weather by about a week. Um, It was was perfect uh, curling weather last week. Um, Could have done that in our driveway last week. Had I known, had I thought about it. Uh, It is also International Dog Biscuit Appreciation Day. I know my dogs appreciate their dog biscuits, so uh, very important. National Banana Bread Day, National Rationalization Day. 
Uh, play Tennis Day and World Understanding and Peace Day today. So reasons to celebrate today. This is uh, really interesting. It seems like every day there is a new story involving the COVID-19 pandemic. We are now, yesterday we marked the uh, milestone of 500,000 deaths attributed to COVID-19. And I remember a year ago when we were just first starting to talk about this, uh, we hadn't even yet had the first shutdowns locally, but it was starting to be a story one year ago that, hey, COVID-19 is out there. It's likely going to spread globally, and we got to be careful about this. And, and I remember saying on this program that the uh, epidemiologists, the you know, infectious disease experts were saying that this was at the time when it was uh, brand new, they're saying this could be seven to 10 times more deadly than the seasonal flu. And I remember on this program doing the math and I say, well, if that's true and you look at the number of seasonal deaths uh, from just the, the flu, the seasonal flu uh, each year, and you extrapolate that out seven to 10 times more deadly, that could be half a million people uh, within a year dying from the disease. And here we are a year later, half a million deaths. But nonetheless, this was kind of interesting. I saw this uh, story on the uh, Newswire study out of India suggesting that people who wear eyeglasses could be up to three times less likely to be infected by COVID-19. So, and I'm thinking to myself, now how can that be? I mean, what what is the connection there that seems like a a very dubious suggestion however there is some logic behind it it seems one way of catching the virus is by touching your eyes your nose or your mouth after coming into contact with the virus right but this study obtained by the british newspaper the independent claims that people who wear glasses rub their eyes less and are therefore at less risk of contracting covid19 Touching and rubbing of the eyes with contaminated hands may be a significant role, uh, route of infection. According to the report, long-term use of spectacles may prevent repeated touching and rubbing of the eyes. Doctors have previously recommended that people who wear contact lenses switch to glasses to avoid potentially passing coronavirus from their hands to their eyes. Because if you wear contact lenses, you're more likely... Um, I guess to rub your, not only to rub your eyes, but obviously to put in your contacts, you're, you're touching your finger, well, not directly to your eye, but you get the idea. So anyway, I just thought that was kind of interesting. If you wear glasses, you are three times less likely, according to the study, less likely to get COVID-19. And indeed, I wear glasses, and I have not had COVID-19. And I, it's not like I haven't had uh, any exposure. I've had a couple of uh, instances where I have been in, I don't want to say close contact, but fairly close contact with uh, individuals who later tested positive. And I have been tested in both of those instances and negative. So maybe there is something to it after all. I don't know. Kind of interesting. Um, here is the uh, latest political scuttlebutt. Kind of interesting. Representative John Katko of New York, Republican has urged President Biden 
to have the U.S. boycott the Winter Olympics, the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics, uh, citing suspected human rights violations by China against a uh, mostly Muslim ethnic minority, the Uyghurs. They're in that nation. In a letter, uh, Representative Katko accuses China of genocide, writing, quote, the actions taken by the Chinese Communist Party are antithetical to the values of both the United States and its allies around the world. Participation in an Olympics held in a country who is openly committing genocide not only undermines those shared values, but casts a shadow on the promise for all who seek free and just societies, unquote. China has detained more than one million Uyghurs in internment camps and prisons in recent years, something it depicts as a re-education campaign. Does that sound familiar? Uh, There are also allegations that China is carrying out a mass sterilization campaign against this group, something that Beijing denies. So stay tuned. It'd be interesting to see uh, whether there is that has any legs. But that is the uh, latest. There may be a boycott. There is a at least at least a push, at least a movement afoot to boycott the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics. We'll see if it uh, actually goes anywhere. Something uh, kind of interesting. If you have a, a teenage driver, I saw this on the Newswire. Uh, turns out that young drivers really love listening to music while they're behind the wheel. Uh, university researchers polled drivers between the ages of 18 to 29 and found 80% said it was near impossible to concentrate on traffic and road conditions without music playing. And once they arrive at their destination, most said they will stay in their car until the song they are listening to ends. <laughs> 97, I, I do that. Uh, 97% reported listening to many short songs on long trips. 65% play fast-paced music while driving to work. 76% play more liberating dance songs when on vacation. 90% play upbeat dance music on the way to a party. Uh, The lead researcher of the study, Warren Brodsky, says uh, this isn't necessarily a good thing. Uh, This age group is so used to constant stimulation and absorbing great amounts of information throughout the day that they don't question how the types of tunes they play might affect their concentration or induce aggressive driving behavior or cause them to miscalculate risky situations. But I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, They... These young drivers said that it was near impossible to concentrate without that music. And I remember when I was young, the studies that came out said that uh, kids actually study better when they've got music on in the background rather than uh, just silence. I would imagine this is kind of the extension of that. Something that we have long known, but uh, interesting. And how about this to start off your morning as you're first getting out of bed? Uh, a new study from WalletHub wanted to find out what U.S. cities have the hardest workers and which were the biggest slackers. So they looked at 116 of the country's biggest cities and uh, analyzed these according to nearly a dozen metrics in two main categories. Direct work factors, which include everything from the average number of hours in a work week and the employment rate to the share of employees who let their vacation time 
go untouched, who don't use all of their vacation time. So they figured all of this up using all of these metrics. And uh, their conclusions are that the top, the hardest working cities in the nation, number one, Anchorage, Alaska. Anchorage, Alaska, number one, hardest working city in America. Cheyenne, Wyoming, number two. Virginia Beach, number three. Washington, D.C., number four. Irving, Texas, number five. And the rest of the top ten, San Francisco, Austin, Texas, Norfolk, Virginia, Corpus Christi, and Denver. Texans seem to be well represented on that list. I thought that was kind of interesting. Top ten hardest working cities. Conversely, the cities that are slacking the most, Fresno, California, New Orleans. <laughs> Is that really that big of a surprise? San Bernardino, Providence, Rhode Island, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Cleveland, in the li- among the list of the biggest slacking cities, Cleveland, Newark, New Jersey, Buffalo, New York, Burlington, Vermont, and dead last, Detroit. <laughs> Cleveland and Detroit are the biggest slacking cities. Make of that what you will. There you go. Some of the most interesting and buzzworthy stories to get your Tuesday morning started. WFIN Radio News. We keep you in the know with the events of our community that affect you and your family. Whenever it happens, you can count on us to fill you in with the information you need. We'll also keep you up to date with all the latest from around the Buckeye State with the help of the Ohio News Network. And we cover the nation and the world with the resources of ABC News. The information you need around the clock from your news authority. 1330 WFIN, WFIN.com, and now at 90. 5 FM. As we mentioned at the outset of the program, I'm going to dedicate the bulk of our show this morning to the big news yesterday, the acquisition of Findlay's Cooper Tire by Akron-based industry giant Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company. Uh, yesterday, in a conference call for, the, for investors and the media, the CEOs of both companies, Goodyear CEO Richard Kramer and Cooper CEO Brad Hughes, uh, spoke about the combining of the two companies. These are some of the comments from that conference call yesterday. This marks a transformational milestone for both our companies, each with rich histories in our shared home state of Ohio. The combination will create a stronger U.S. leader in the global tire industry, with over 200 years of combined industry experience and more than 50 manufacturing locations. We believe this transaction will create significant value for all our stakeholders, our shareholders, our customers, our employees, and of course, the communities in which we operate. We also expect long-term value creation opportunities in manufacturing as we look to standardize best practices across our combined worldwide factories. On behalf of the Cooper team, I want to reiterate how excited we are about this transaction and the opportunities it will create for Cooper customers, consumers, and shareholders. At Cooper, our team has successfully been executing a powerful transformation into a consumer-driven organization, and now we're in a position to deliver tremendous additional value to our stakeholders by combining with Goodyear. This unique opportunity is a testament to the strength of our business and the dedication and focus of the Cooper team. Together with Goodyear, we will be able to expand our position in the U.S. and complement our growing market position in Asia and Latin America. 
Our shared focus on these tenants and our commitments to our teams and communities provide a strong foundation for Goodyear and Cooper's long-term success as a combined company. Having spent time with Rich and many other members of the Goodyear team during this process, I'm confident that Goodyear is the ideal partner, and this combination is a win-win for both of our companies. We are very pleased to have reached this agreement and to deliver tremendous value to Cooper shareholders. The transaction not only provides an immediate premium to our shareholders, it also provides the opportunity to benefit from the enhanced upside potential and $165 million in synergies that the combined company expects to realize. Looking ahead, the combined company will have the comprehensive portfolio, enhanced scale, and strong financial foundation to deliver better service for our customers today. It will also have the flexibility and world-class talent required to invest and innovate to continue to meet the needs of an evolving and competitive industry landscape. As the Cooper and Goodyear teams begin to work to bring our companies together and execute a successful integration, we will draw on our shared commitments and values to ensure that the combined company can hit the ground running and deliver on the combination's full value creation potential. I'm tremendously excited about the prospects of the combined company as we advance. With shared values and complementary operations, the combined company is better positioned to win in an evolving industry landscape and provide enhanced shareholder returns. The addition of Cooper's brands and capable manufacturing assets, coupled with Goodyear's industry-leading technology capabilities and distribution prowess, provide the combined company with opportunities for improved cost efficiency and enhanced customer service, including a broader offering for both companies' distribution networks. We will also have a more robust financial foundation from which to invest in new mobility and fleet solutions. We look forward to welcoming Cooper to the Goodyear family. As we prepare for the integration, the companies are focused on continuity of manufacturing, on operations, and of course, on customer connectivity. Again, some of the comments there from Goodyear CEO Richard Kramer and Cooper CEO Brad Hughes in announcing the combining of the two companies in that conference call yesterday morning. Not unexpectedly, Cooper Tire stock shot up nearly 30% on the news. We did reach out yesterday to Cooper Tire to get an interview for this program today. They declined that invitation, but we hope to connect with them Uh, sometime in the near future. When word came down of this acquisition yesterday morning, we knew instantly that this was going to be one of the biggest stories of the year, certainly locally, as this process will take some time to play itself out. Uh, Joining us uh, in the studio this morning is uh, Finley Mayor Christina Mern. And uh, Mayor Mern, thanks very much for uh, taking the time this morning. Uh, Did you have any indication that this was coming before the news broke yesterday, or did you pretty much find out like everybody else? Uh, Well, primarily I found out like everybody else. I Mm. did get a call from Brad Hughes prior to the news being released. He wanted to make sure that I was informed and had some of the background. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly not overall surprised because Cooper has been talking for a number of years about acquisition, and obviously we all remember when there was some other parties interested. And Mm so... Overall, you know, I think that this is a, a good move for the state of Ohio and the industry. And I know that we'll work with Cooper to make sure that they, you know, continue to have a strong presence in Finley. A good move for the industry. What was your initial reaction when you heard the news 
uh, with respect to its impact locally. Yeah, so I really, again, appreciated Brad calling and kind of giving me some of the background. Um, Right now, as all of the communication has shared, they're not planning to change any of the manufacturing um, within Finley. There'll be some, you know, changes with the corporate presence here, um, but I would expect that we'll also still maintain some of that. Uh, So it'll... you know, anytime there's a change, it's a, there's anxiety as mm-hmm. as is normal, just that uncertainty. But I have a lot of confidence that Finley, you know, is a competitive spot to make sure that a business is successful and that Goodyear recognizes that, and that this is really a complimentary purchase for them. Do you anticipate having conversations with the powers that be at Goodyear? Uh, about you know their future plans for the Findlay facility. Yeah, obviously it's still very early in the discussions, and there's a, there's a lengthy process that they have to go through. But mm-hmm. yeah, we I, I will certainly be reaching out to Goodyear and would love to talk to them and understand kind of what their vision is and how we can support that. And you know, again, just continue to support our local employees as best we can. But all of the communication they have shared has been, you know, we're not making any major changes locally, and that's very promising. Uh, as we mentioned, obviously, uh, the the manufacturing side will be virtually unaffected from everything we have heard. As you alluded to, obviously, on the uh, corporate side and the office side, there will be some probably rather significant changes. How uh, impactful is that with respect to, I mean, these are some uh, really high-paying, uh, very good white-collar jobs in mm-hmm. the city of Findlay that may be going away. Yeah, we'll see some impact, but um, not something that I'm overly concerned about. Mm-hmm. You know, that's we're competing every day for, for different jobs. We're going to continue to try to retack, attract and retain new businesses. We're going to try to continue to grow our existing businesses. And I understand that within the economic cycle, businesses have to make decisions for their businesses. And so what can we do to obviously protect our local community, but recognizing there are some things that I just don't have control over. Right. (laughs) Um, Right. So yeah, there will be some impact, but it's not anything that's going to be detrimental at this point. Were there, we mentioned a little bit later on, we're going to speak with uh, Economic Development Director Tim Miley. Did you have uh, conversations with uh, him yesterday uh, after hearing the news? I mean, what other conversations have there been internally within uh, leaders within the community, uh, both city and county? Yeah, so as soon as I uh, got the call from Brad, I called Tim as well as then um, one, Tim, Tim Bechtel, the commissioner, as mm-hmm. well. So mm-hmm. reached out to both of them and said, hey, you're probably going to be getting this. Here's the release that literally just went out like as soon as I hung up. Right. Um, and so I wanted them to be aware. Again, this is something that I'm not necessarily surprised about, and I know it's something that um, we've always – we're always – kind of trying to insulate the community against any major changes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Tim Miley and myself are always talking about those those items and what can we do and how do we work with the businesses and, and all of that. So, yeah, this is something that I spent a lot of my time yesterday on, you know, just talking <laughs> sure. to folks, but something that we're always preparing for. Like, that's what we do on a daily basis. Yeah, you bring up a, a good point and, and uh, maybe speak to that a little bit. Uh, I mean, there's, uh, there's a lot of talk oftentimes uh, about – uh, some of the things that you do in a bigger, uh, bigger picture, uh, in, in a big, bigger picture sense, with respect to economic development mm-hmm. and uh, uh, job creation, job retention, and, and so on and so forth, largely to insulate a community from just this sort of thing having a 
from having a bigger impact than it has to. Right. So we have over 6,000 registered businesses within the city of Finley that file their, their taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously we have a, a diverse economy in those businesses. You know, we obviously frequently speak about the kind of large players, Marathon, Cooper, Whirlpool, the hospital, University of Finley. But what we don't take advantage of or really educate our community on is that we have a lot of you know very successful smaller businesses and so certainly they don't have quite the hold that some of the larger corporations do um, but our primary revenue on the income tax side is from withholding so it's from those jobs and so we recognize that right now a lot of our other manufacturing companies are hiring and need people so there's this constant flow of positions within the community. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if there even were any significant changes, which again, we're not talking about right now, we have the ability to absorb some of that already. Um, How do we continue to attract new businesses? Not um, just finding that balance, but then also positioning the community to be somewhere where people want to live. How do we have amenities that folks are interested in? How do we have strong schools? How do we um, you know, obviously resolve flood mitigation. When people are looking and businesses are looking to locate a business, they're not just looking at, hey, where can I get a tax break and find some cheap land? Mm-hmm. It's where can I find a strong workforce? Where can I find a place where my com- you know workers are going to be successful and have a good life? Excuse me, to help with, you know, retaining those employees. And so that's really important. That's part of what I do every day is making sure we have a strong community operations that provides good services so that we're able to reject you know, attract those employees as well. All that being said, uh, folks will remember uh, several years ago, and it predated your administration or even the prior administration, if memory serves, uh, there was some talk about whether or not Cooper Tire would remain in Findlay. There was a a threat that they might actually close uh, the facility here. Uh, And there was some serious negotiation and some uh, very Mm -hmm. generous concessions by the city in order to uh, retain uh, Cooper's presence in Finley, does does this, I I mean, obviously, uh, with the change in corporate structure, uh, does this give you pause that there may have to be uh, similar uh, negotiations in the future? I really don't know. It's too soon to tell. Um, I can say from a community leadership standpoint, we'll do whatever we can um, to, you know, help the community long term. Um, But also recognizing you know that there's really we don't know enough really at this Mm -hmm. point um and other than the fact that they have told us that they continue to you know support their their manufacturing presence and that we'll see some changes at the corporate level and certainly no reason to believe that they are being less than forthcoming uh with respect to that right well and i think we have to talk about the fact that um again this is a complementary purchase they have contracts that they are suppliers to that are different than one another. They are not, mm-hmm. they were not largely competitors. So they're going to have to maintain their manufacturing presence for a while. They're not going to just be able to absorb that, you know, certainly right away. So how can we show that this is a competitive plant, that we have a strong workforce, that it's going to, that this is the right move for them to keep. 
um, their presence here as much as possible. So that will be the job moving forward. It is, you say, a complimentary purchase, but a purchase nonetheless. And so right. we actually have to go into this eyes wide open over the next right. several months. As well, and I know a number of, of lawsuits have already been filed against Cooper saying that it you know, they're, they're not doing fair market. There's a whole lot of things. So yeah. we still have a long road ahead. And right. as, as we get information, are able to communicate it, we certainly will. And I know uh, the Cooper leadership is dedicated to keeping their employees, stakeholders, and community informed as best they can. We will leave it there. Again, uh, Finley Mayor Christina Mern, thanks very much for dropping yeah, by. Thanks, we appreciate Chris. it. As we mentioned a little bit earlier, we reached out to uh, Cooper Tire uh, to get a representative on the uh, program to talk more about it. Uh, They declined our invitation for now. We hope to have them on here in the near future as uh, this uh, continues to flesh itself out. We are joined by Findlay Hancock County Economic Development Director Tim Miley. And I'll start with the the question that I asked uh, Mayor Murren a little bit earlier. Uh, when did you learn of this news? Did you have any advanced uh, knowledge of it? or and, and what was your first reaction? So, yeah, I found out like everybody else yesterday morning, which is a <laughs> well, Monday morning <laughs> it's a news. Monday. It's a yeah. Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I, I had an opportunity to talk to Brad, who's the CEO, and some of their other leadership that sits on my board and their communications team to get an understanding because my first reaction was, well, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, fortunately, they were able to inform me right away they knew I'd be talking to a lot of different people and, and get the message out. So right. so we, we got a good understanding of it, and um, and now we're just going to make the best of what, what we have. And uh, that is one of the uh, things that in our correspondence with uh, the uh, folks at, uh, at Cooper in the communications office, they, uh, again, emphasized, uh, like I'm sure they uh, did with you and they have with everyone else, that the manufacturing presence uh, in Finley would remain yep. and that there would be some uh, presence in terms of, of operations uh, and uh, and some corporate presence uh, in Finley. But what that looks like remains to be seen. So the, the plant side, yeah, no changes there. Mm-hmm. And if, if anybody had the chance to dial in yesterday at the 8 a.m. call between the CEO of Goodyear and the CEO of Cooper, the CEO of Goodyear talks so highly of the Cooper brand, which, mm-hmm. which is what they make here with a lot of skilled people. So that makes me very optimistic that they're going to continue to invest here, and I have no doubt that plant will continue to operate. That uh, that being said, uh, at I'm wondering because obviously uh, Cooper currently has a a big footprint uh, in the uh, in the city of Finley, given right. that the corporate operations are here, research and development uh, is here, and more than likely that will be one of the areas that is completely cor- sure. uh, consolidated uh, into Akron. At what point do you look at all of this, what will become unused space, uh, in terms of repurposing that? Because if you go further on out, yep. and again, I don't want to get ahead of the story too much, yep. but at the same time, I'm sure this has uh, crossed your mind, five, ten years on down the line, if Goodyear decides you know, maybe we can consolidate some operations and there is a lot of unused space here, Right. Uh, you want to be able to say, well, this is not just a waste. That'll be the conversations we're going to be having. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I've got some conversations later today with some business leaders. If you remember in 09, not to compare this at all to 09, mm-hmm. but the community wrapped itself around Cooper and said, how can we help? They kind of created this war room and we successfully were able to keep them here. Mm-hmm. And this is not a case of keeping them. It's how do we make sure that we can have the best investment? And if part of that is decisions where the consolidation and space opens up, we do want to understand that in advance 
because there could be other opportunities for other if it's warehouse space for example other opportunities companies in here we, that's at a premium and so we'll work with cooper to understand all that and wor work with them to make sure that we don't have any empty space and and if there is going to be how do we communicate with cooper and goodyear mm -hmm. for for reinvestment and yesterday i had a great conversation with jobs ohio and, and talking about this so everybody is saying how can we help and how do we can make Cooper successful here in Finland? So, so that process, at least the very beginnings of it, the very genesis of it, is actually already started. Already started yesterday. I was on the phone most of the day, of of different stakeholders uh, mm. that that we have could be, you know, at the government or, or the business side, and and saying how can we and and it was part of the learning curve too of talking to people who've been in these situations in the past of you know what's the best way to to deal with them. So, because that was going to be my next, my next question is, you know, what is the next step in terms of, from an economic development standpoint? Where do you go from here? So, um, it's it's really working with Cooper to take a look at, as you've described, you've got the plant side of how do we work. Uh, the, one of the examples I picked up yesterday on the call was they're looking at autonomous tires for autonomous vehicles. Mm -hmm. That's an area we've been talking about here in Finley related to the automobile engine parts of working through we think we're positioned well i'd love to talk to them about that how do we how do we look at new technology here in the finley plant so we've got the plant side and then on the corporate side they're going to make their decisions and hopefully we can retain as many people as we can here mm -hmm. and once we determine what that's going to look like we'll work with every individual that may be affected if they have one person affected we want to keep them here in finley and there's other opportunities so uh, you know, we will react to the decisions that they make, and I know that they're going to be over the next couple of months working and and making those decisions. And as they demonstrated yesterday, they'll be a partner with us. How different is this uh, from? I mean, oftentimes when we have you on the on the program, we're talking about uh, growth and development and and uh, you know new opportunities. Right. Just as a matter of fact, I was I, I was kind of joking uh, with some folks here uh, yesterday after we you know, put everything together for today's show, saying if we have Tim on any more often, we're going to have to put him <laughs> on the payroll and give him co-host status. Exactly. Um, but uh, I mean, just a few days well, ago, we were talking about uh, you know what is now what we right. now know is amazon, amazon uh, coming right. so so often we're talking about expansion here we're talking about retention so so 2020 gave us a good lesson on that you know we had metech leave the community and that building never went empty because we had a relationship with john ballinger and Workbrow went right into there they mm -hmm. brought, bought it leased it back to metech and when metech left they filled in there you know, marathon had uh some changes last year and, and with the employees you saw what we did with their employees so it's not always about new companies coming to town and in fact if you come into our office the number one thing it says on the wall is retention and expansion mm -hmm. and that is why we have the relationships with the companies we do so brad can call me and ann roman and greg lamastis and all these people at cooper mm -hmm. we can sit down and have the relationship and and help them and and this does not necessarily impact uh the way you present uh finley to those who are looking to uh grow and expand and, and develop here i mean we uh again we often talk about you know being the top micropolitan area right. in the country and that's uh, based on growth and new projects and so on to have something like this happen does that negatively does that cast us in a negative light at all i don't all? think anybody's going to say any of the decisions goodyear and cooper made are a reflection of Finley mm -hmm. I think everybody will say you know they'll look at the skill sets that we had so it's, it's not going to be a negative I'm not going to say it's going to be positive either but it, it's it's um it 
it's the reality that we're in. It's the decision that they made, and right. I, I understand why why they've made these decisions. But right. no, it's not gonna it's not gonna affect uh, how we communicate to people we're trying to attract. That hey, this was a negative thing because the plant's not going anywhere. The people are going to be here. They're they're committing to keep a presence here. You know, if Finley were a bad community and we weren't business friendly, they wouldn't be saying any of that. They wouldn't be saying we're keeping. And, and, and that is a reflection of how strong of a business community we are because Akron's 100 miles away. Yeah. I would think you'd say, why would you have an office here? And they're saying, we want an office presence here. A, a, a fair point. Uh, you referenced the uh, negotiations in 2009 when right. there was uh, some talk of, of uh, Cooper closing up shop uh, in, in Findlay, uh, even the fact that it was uh, the corporate headquarters, but yet uh, maybe leaving town. Right. And uh, a lot of concessions, uh, I don't want to say a lot, but there were some significant concessions made uh, to Cooper in order to uh, keep them happy and keep them here. Right. Uh, I, again, I'll ask you the same question I asked uh, Mayor Mern uh, earlier. Would you anticipate uh, having to go through that process uh, again at some point, and does it become even more difficult given that the corporate uh, home is not here? So I, I think what it will be is talking about what does reinvestment look like in the plant. And once we understand that, you know, everybody always says and talks about incentives. Incentives don't make or break a deal. It, it's not always just about money. It, sometimes it could be about utilities. Sometimes it's about workforce, mm -hmm. uh, the training. That was a big part of it in 2009. It, it was. Yep. And so we'll, under, we'll take a look and see what what does Cooper and Goodyear think the plant is going to need mm -hmm. to be successful in the next 10, 15, 20 years. And that's how, we'll be, that's how we'll address it. But we'll do it aggressively and communicate early on why this process is going forward so we can be ready. So, because it is it is an older plant, but they've invested a lot in it over the past several years. We've worked on a lot of those projects. They've they've made it you know more cost effective, efficient, and and we have skilled people here, which you can't yeah you, you can build buildings anywhere, but you can't replace the people. A, a fair point. Uh, final note: uh, This is not the first time that uh, we've had similar conversations. Folks will remember, and this was before you uh, took the position as economic development director, but I know you're familiar with this, uh, that there was a, a sale proposed to Apollo Tire. I went um, to India and met with the chairman of Apollo Tire. So, so you, so you <laughs> I was involved, are, yeah. Uh, no, this does seem to be a deal that... Frankly, that one to a lot of folks seemed a little sketchy to begin with it was, because Apollo Tire was an even smaller company that was acquiring a, a, a bigger company was the was the plan. Uh, and that obviously did not happen. This seems to be uh, a much more solid. It's not a done deal yet. Things still have to, so have go to happen. through the regulatory process. Yeah, but this uh, does seem to be a much more solid deal. Yeah, from what, I, what I've read, I mean, look at the stock prices of each company. Yeah. So the, mar the markets are liking it, but... I don't see any reason why it wouldn't go through. I mean, it's going to go through the, the regulatory process that it has to. But you know, this has been well thought out, and they understand their markets, and they feel that this will be good for each company. We will leave it there, but obviously uh, still much to, to come on this uh, story as it will take uh, several months uh, for all of this to flesh itself out, oh, no. and still much uh, is yet unknown. Again, uh, Finley Hancock County Economic Development Director Tim Miley with us once again. Tim, thanks very much. You're welcome. We interrupt this program to bring you a broken news alert. There is breaking news and then there is broken news. And this look at the odd and unusual, the lighter side of the headlines uh, is brought to you as a public service, more or less, of Hancock County Veterans Services.
kids will look for any excuse to get out of school. <laughs> it has always been true since there has been school and since there has been kids, <laughs> they will look for any excuse to get out of it. And, and not just in this country. This is kind of a universal, uh, global thing. It's just the nature of... Of kids, A student in western India was discovered to be spreading fake news about a COVID outbreak in her school to avoid taking an exam. <laughs> Last week, what appeared to be a news report about a dozen kids testing positive for the coronavirus after attending an exam at the Udgam School in the city of Ahmedabad in western India, this... Uh, News reports started circulating through social media, and this led school officials to launch an investigation whether any of the students actually did have the coronavirus. Uh, then, of course, they investigated to find the, in the source of the viral news report. They found that a high school student was the culprit, and she admitted that she had panicked after learning that her school would be conducting in-person exams... So she set about trying to fix that uh, issue. The school authorities have decided not to file a police complaint against the student who they say deeply regrets her actions. So. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Kids, don't try this at home. Elsewhere in the uh, broken news this morning, this is not what most people expect to find in those meal prep kits. They become very popular uh, these days, especially with the uh, lockdowns and so on. People not being able to get out as often. HelloFresh has apologized to a customer in the UK who says they found a bottle of urine included in their delivery box. <laughs> this doesn't seem like it should be part of the meal. The uh, customer who is a sports journalist in the UK by the name of Oliver McManus, shared the news of the package Sunday morning and later tweeted out a photo that included a Coca-Cola bottle that appeared to be filled with urine. Uh, he acknowledged that HelloFresh may not be directly responsible, but perhaps the delivery driver who dropped off the package is the culprit. His tweet blew up uh, on, online, and then HelloFresh responded and apologized. The brand has since released a public statement uh, again, apologizing and noting that the box left our factory fully sealed, having passed all internal checks. We are urgently investigating how an open box with this bottle in it was delivered with our delivery partner. <laughs> check, check that ingredient, check that ingredients list really carefully is the moral of that story. Uh, let's see here. Some of the other uh, odd and unusual that so this is uh, kind of interesting, you know, again, with the uh, pandemic. Um, some restaurants have closed. Others have gone to outdoor dining. It's become very popular as a safer way to eat during the COVID-19 pandemic, outdoor dining. But it also apparently comes with its own set of risks. In New York City, a uh, magazine publisher was enjoying dinner with a friend in the city's midtown area when all of a sudden a drunk wandered into the socially distanced cubbyhole and fell right on their table. In the middle of the meal, some drunk was uh, wandering the streets and wandered right in, fell down on the table. All the food fell all over the place, including the wine and everything, one witness says. The uh, diner, one Joan Jadell, says the unknown man, quote, seemed to be more of an Upper East Side drunk. 
I didn't know that in Manhattan they had uh, they uh, classified their uh, inebriated uh, street walkers by borough. But anyway, that was kind of funny. So beware, uh, outdoor dining is not always the uh, solution that it is cracked up to be. Um, what about uh, this story? This is uh, kind of crazy. A family in Oregon is calling their rescue cat a hero after alerting the humans in the house to a gas leak. Sandy Martin was recently playing it with her with her cat Lily at their home in Lake Oswego, Oregon, when she noticed the animal started sniffing at the fireplace in an unusual manner. Uh, she decided to check it out and discovered the smell of natural gas. She and her husband said the smell was very faint. They wouldn't have noticed it had the cat not noticed it first. They called the gas company, were told to shut off everything in the room, open all the windows and doors, and get out. An employee from the company arrived 20 minutes later and confirmed there was indeed a gas leak. Uh, Ms. Martin says the situation could have become life-threatening. She credits the cat saving their lives. They rescued the cat, and the cat rescued them. That's kind of cool. And uh, finally, in the broken news this morning, we all have little things that we struggle to remember. But this is taking that to an extreme. 23-year-old Dakota Lane, a woman from Canberra, Australia, got... have you ever struggled with which is my right, which is my left, right? Okay, this is the right hand, this is my left, right, left. Sometimes it's hard to hard to remember. You got to got to think about this. So, uh, Ms. Uh, Ms. Lane got, got a tiny L tattooed on her left hand and a tiny R tattooed on her right. <laughs> she says it is a permanent solution to her ongoing issue of telling her right from her left. She says, it started as a joke, but it is actually super useful, and I don't look dumb making an L with my fingers to try and figure it out. <laughs> well, hey, whatever it takes, I guess. There you go. Uh, that is today's Broken News Report. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Today's Broken News a service of Hancock County Veteran Services. Take WFIN wherever you go with our updated mobile apps for iPhone and Android. And now you can listen to us on your Alexa device. Get the app at WFIN.com or in the App Store or Google Play. Plus, enable Alexa by searching for WFIN under Skills and you'll soon be saying, Alexa, play 1330 WFIN. And the best part is the apps and skills are absolutely free. On the air at 1330 WFIN and 95.5 FM. Online at WFIN.com and on your smartphone smartphone, tablet, and Alexa devices. Of course, the other big news story of the day locally was Finley High School naming its new head football coach, Stefan Adams, uh, getting the job. And I thought it was very telling with respect to that story. When we tweeted out that news yesterday uh, on the uh, Good Mornings uh, Twitter feed, the retweets and the likes... Uh, on on that tweet uh, came uh, mostly from players, uh, from uh, Trojan Trojan players. A lot of uh, retweets and a lot of likes uh, for that news from the players themselves. So I think that is very telling uh, about that hire. Congratulations, Stefan Adams, the new uh, head football coach, Finley Trojans. 
other big news of the day. Time for our daily download, the numbers behind the news, the statistics that shape our lives. This is really interesting. A new poll finds that the majority of Americans believe the best time in life is your mid-30s. Specifically, age 36 would be the perfect age uh, of which to be frozen in time. If you could forever be any age, most Americans say 36 would be the perfect age. While being in your 20s in a, is an idealized time, 40% in the survey said that they would not go back to being that age, would not want to go back to their 20s. The uh, survey by one poll found that 59% said that they used to be obsessed with fighting the aging process, but 41% say today they actively embrace it. And 71% said it has become more common for Americans to accept and embrace their age. At the same time, more than half said they believe they not only look younger than their age, but they feel younger as well. So even though I thought that was really telling is even though 71% say um, we, we accept and embrace our age, we still seem to be a little obsessed with it because we talk about looking and feeling younger than we actually are. So there still is that underlying uh, age effect. 63% say that they plan to shift their focus from looking younger to feeling younger. That it is more important to feel younger than to look younger than they already are. Anyway, I just thought that was uh, very interesting. The absolute perfect age to be frozen in time, be 36. Do you agree? Michelle Rumschlag is here from the Hancock Park District, and I know you are uh, big into uh, animals and the outdoors. I saw this yes, story it's on my the, job. <laughs> I, absolutely. So I thought you would appreciate this. I saw this okay. story on the uh, Newswire in Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, there is a dog. Uh, you know, dogs. Uh, they say cats have nine lives, but this dog has six legs. Six legs. Uh, believed to be the first. Uh, ever, doctors at an animal hospital posted this photo on Facebook uh, calling Skipper a miracle dog. They saw all of her legs move and respond just like a normal puppy. She was born with a type of uh, conjoining disorder, a cognitive conjoining disorder. Uh, She not only has six legs, she has two tails, uh, two reproductive systems, and... Two urinary tracts. She may eventually, they say, she may eventually need physical therapy to help, you know, move around. But for now, uh, she's five days old, and the puppy is uh, said to be strong and doing well. I'm Have trying you to ever pi- heard I, of anything? No. Okay. So my imagination is going. So I'm trying to picture it? where all the legs are. So are they like two sets know. on the front? Are they coming off the side of the stomach? Like know. she's an insect with six legs <laughs> on either side? I don't know. Half dog, half insect. That's right. it's weird, isn't it? And it's a little brown dog. That's what I'm imagining. I don't know what kind of dog. I don't know. This I, is. I'll have to look. I haven't I had have a chance to look, to look it up, up now. Facebook, no, I've. Never... I'll give you something to look up to. Look up this right? today. Right. So there's your project today. Look that up. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, yes. Uh, March. We're right around the corner. March is uh, is uh, here. By the way. Yes. You're skiing. I know, right? <laughs> Everyone's blaming that nature lady who loves the snow. No. <laughs> this has been great. Um, but it's great uh, skiing weather. It was. And you've had people out. Oh, my skiing, gosh. Skiing, snowshoes, all of that. All of that, yes. We were able to be open the last three weekends. Um, 
And I worked on Sunday. And oh my gosh, we had over 250 people over the weekend. We were very busy. It was great for everybody to come out. Everybody seemed to have a great time. Um, So other people were enjoying the snow. It's not not (laughs) Not just just me. Not just you. Um, But now it's looking for this weekend... um, I mean, we're going to see. We'll we'll know better on Friday. Mm-hmm. It's it's not looking the best. Yeah, I'll, not I'll looking say really that encouraging. Because the good it's, news is it's melting. A, yeah, it's melting, but there is a lot of it out there, right. so we may still have enough. We we may if there's enough, it would be a beautiful weekend because they're talking about uh, you know mid forties and sunshine. Right. Uh, so 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 we so we'll see. We do have people signed up for our our. It would be our last learn to ski workshop on Saturday. Okay. So So if you're listening, you're not sure. We will contact you on Friday, kind of either okay. way, to let you know. All right. Um, that's the only good thing because there is so much but i mean we're gonna get i mean today you know it's beautiful right now i mean we're but gonna it some is 40s pretty quick and yeah. it's melting so it's not only i guess oh we have enough snow but it also is going to depend on what kind of ice because right now if you walk and things freeze you get that ice layer mm-hmm. you don't want to be skiing on ice no. we're not no we're not on a luge or something where we're going <laughs> on a track I, I mean it's just well that's maybe <laughs> what you need to open next is a luge track uh then right there then you'd be all set so but so no. we'll um we're going to make the call on Friday. Okay. We're going to watch to see what the weather does. It's not calling for really any rain, so that's kind of in our favor. Mm-hmm. But these couple of 40 days. Right. And then and then even on, on Saturday, if we do, because it gets slushy, if it gets too warm, it's mm-hmm. not going to be good snowing. So it might be enough, but if it's slushy, I mean, we yeah. want you to have a good time out there. Exactly. So just be aware of it and go, well, there's still six inches have, of snow. Yeah. It, it, might, it, it does have to be, I guess, good yeah. skiing. And snow. you'll have that on the Facebook page? And yes. All yes. Of that, so there's so. a link on our, on our Facebook or also on the website. And it'll if you go to, to the calendar and there's nothing on there. Or, or we might, you know, put announcement on Facebook that okay. we're not open. So right. right now, we we haven't called it yet. We want to see what happens. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Right, but but March. it's not looking really encouraging. Really encouraging. Yeah, but we'll see. March is yes. all about maple sugaring. It is, and that's going to happen virtually this year. It it will, and so we're going to be doing some filming here coming up this week. And <laughs> As so matter of fact, we were talking about before you came yes. in here that we're uh, catching you in between your filming schedule. It's like uh, you know, uh, Ms. Hollywood here. <laughs> well, I'm uh, slated to film tomorrow, but yeah, I got something that's going to happen <laughs> later today. Uh, no, actually, so watch for Friday. We, of course, we do our virtual experiences Monday, Wednesday, Friday with our discovery stories, our way back Wednesdays, which is all history, and then of course I hit the, the trails on Friday. Mm-hmm. So Friday will kick us off just decided so hot off the presses um kind of an introduction to maple sugaring so you know maybe you've heard about it or you eat maple syrup but you know there's a big process kind of involved. so what is maple sugar and we talk about maple sugar and i mean readers digest no. version here. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's the it's the season or which people it's where you know this time of year you get where it's like today you're getting a warmer day mm-hmm. it's going to get to freezing tonight so just in nature that the trees, the sap in the trees, which is that sugar water, mm-hmm. it's kind of the blood of a tree, is at the base of the tree. They're dormant. They sleep during the winter time. So when we get these warmer days, the sap starts to go up the tree to the butts because that's where the leaves will come out, and that's what the trees use to produce their food. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, I guess, waking up. So as that sap travels up, that's when they can tap a tree, drill a hole, put a spile in, and collect some of that sap and it's from the maple trees and others which i'll talk about in one of my videos that if you it has a higher sugar content and you can sometimes taste the sugar in the sap and if you boil it down which takes a long time and it takes a lot of sap 40 gallons of sap 
so think 40 milk jugs to get one gallon of maple syrup wow so it's a it's an involved process and then you can make it into sugar so what we talk about this next month will be about some things in the mckinnis house how they would have done it to say sap science i get more into that during one of mine Mm -hmm. um how the native americans were probably the first ones to figure it out how i'm not sure of hey if we cook this down we can get this sweet treat out of it Mm -hmm. and so this is the season when it starts sometimes it's late february usually it's march and so that's just kind of the maple sugaring season and and it really it's just it's it's kind of a fluke so it depends so if you get warm days warm nights well then Mm -hmm. that sap goes up yeah you gotta be prepared for whenever it happens right um and obviously it is the first kind of sign that spring is coming we're less than a month away from the uh, from the first day right. of spring yes. on the calendar yes. uh, and so maple sugar in days everybody gets excited about because it's the first sign of spring warmer weather is going to be right around right. the corner as we mentioned that's all going to be uh, virtual this year yep so we're going to start on friday and then all throughout the month like i said all of our stories and different things in the house and the different stuff on the trail will all be maple sugaring so then hopefully next year yeah. i mean this is the second year without maple sugaring it's, it's kind of weird so that we'll be able to get into that um, and actually, things are looking promising, even with regular programs. So we just we just got to hit that orange level. So okay. we're going to watch on Thursday, um, and and we'll slowly get into that. So if we if we're good and we're orange, like we've got some, we we've planned our spring. I mean, we planned mm-hmm. the full spring. If we were if, if none of this was ever happening, it's just waiting to see what we can do. Yeah. So just know so if you're we, ready to break out, we're ready to put things. So if if. I watched a little color-coded map. So if, <laughs> if we hit orange, that allows us to do some of the small group things that we did before we turned red. Mm-hmm. So just now, um, again, watch, just watch that watch website. website. And once we know page. we're good, we'll get things out on, on the website or even let you know on Facebook. And so hopefully next month we'll be able to talk about the full gamut of programs that we there have you go in the on. meantime i uh, want to check out all of the uh, stuff happening uh, involving maple sugaring uh, during the month of march uh, online we've got the link up at our yes. webpage. again michelle rimschlag of the hancock park district thanks very much for dropping by we thanks appreciate for having it. me want to thank all of our guests for joining us on the program today remember you can get more information about all of the topics that we talk about each day on the show at our webpage. that is goodmornings.net we are always on 24 7 on the world wide web you can also connect with us on social media uh, links to our facebook page our twitter feed are posted there on the website you can contact us directly via email if there's something you want to share uh, directly with us uh, you can do it that way sign up for our daily email newsletter as well great way of keeping track of everything that's going on each day on the program we shoot you an advanced copy of the rundown the afternoon before each show so you know what's coming up the next day Uh, It's free to sign up. It's just as easy to opt out as it is to opt in. So uh, check that out at goodmornings.net. Tomorrow on the program, we'll circle back to the story that we had planned on bringing you today. Uh, Were it not for the big news involving Cooper Tire, we kind of threw everything out the window, put everything else on hold. Employers. Do you know what your employees are really up to when they're working from home? A new survey finds an alarming number are misrepresenting your company, or maybe even worse. So until tomorrow morning, that is good mornings for this morning. Now that you've had a good morning, going out and making a good day. We'll catch you back here tomorrow.